0: LISI carrier calls I'm Rebecca with our Intel team, and I'm Charlotte McPherson, a regional sales manager in Los Angeles. In these episodes, we've been talking about compliance, and as always, our aim is to keep it short while tackling some really complex topics and giving you the key takeaways. This week, we have Benefit Complies Bob Radake with us again. Bob has more than 30 years' experience in the HR and employee benefits industries, and is just a wealth of knowledge. He joined us for a previous episode on the compliance landscape. And we're excited to dive into ICHRAs with Bob today. Welcome, Bob.
1: Thank you very much for having me. I enjoyed doing this with you.
0: So the IRS, HHS, the DOL, how's that for a run of acronyms? They've all issued new rules allowing individual coverage HRAs, or ICHRAs. Can you give us a brief overview of what these ICHRAs are?
1: Yeah, maybe a little bit of background would. Would help. Years ago, after the Affordable Care Act was passed, there was lots of buzz about private exchanges. If you remember back then, people were going to set up these exchanges and let people run around buying whatever policies they want. But shortly after the ACA was passed, the government issued rules that basically prohibited employers from paying for individual policies for their employees. There's a long list of, of, of reasons why they did that. I'm not going to bore you with that now, but essentially it really took the air out of that balloon to to use a cliche that it, and it uh, took away the opportunity for employers to use that as a way to offer benefits. And that was eight, nine years ago has happened. So then just last year, the Trump administration basically reversed these rules, the prohibition about employers paying for individual health insurance, and set up these, what are called ICRAs. They're essentially just an HRA that lets employers reimburse tax-free employees who bo- go buy individual health insurance. So just a, a 180. So now employers can set up these, these HRAs. Again, you call, you, you're you right there. Everybody's calling them an ICRA, Individual Coverage HRA, and let their employees go out and buy individual health insurance, reimburse some or all of the cost of that health insurance, and that's done on a tax-free basis. But of course, there's you know tons of rules around this.
0: Without going into too many of the gory details, what are some of the most important things to understand about how Icaros work?
1: Yeah, there's really one main rule that that, that everything hinges on, and that's that an employer can't offer to pay for individual health insurance rules through an I.C.R.A. to employees and offer a traditional group health plan to the same group of employees. It has to be one or the other. So it's not something employers are going to offer alongside. They have to decide, am I going to offer group health insurance to these employees or am I going to set up this I.C.R.A. and let them go by their individual policies and help them? And then the second part of that is the I.C.R.A. can be set up needs to be set up by class of employees if an employer is not going to offer it to all their employees they have to choose the a group of employees it's called a class and the rules that they can offer the empo- the icra to and again within that class they can only offer the icra they can't offer both icra and and the group health plan so the eligible classes and the rules are things like you know salaried employees or non-salaried employees or you could do an ICCRA for full-time employees or you could do it for part-time employees or employees living in a particular area. And then it gets even more crazy is the employer can kind of mix and match classes of who they're going to offer the ICRA. So depending on how they choose who they're going to put in the class of employees, that, that's who gets the ICRA, The other employees would get you know, traditional group health insurance.
0: So to float this question, you could do let's say a traditional employee benefits program in California, and you could do an ICRA for any out-of-state employees, right?
1: Exactly. So state is a geographic area that you can – Divide your employees up by for ICRA purposes. Um, just as a little aside, I just want to, and again, we don't have time to go into detail, but as employers are thinking about this, the other thing they have to think about is anytime you divide your employees up into different classes, you have to worry about the non discrimination rules, right? So if you were, for example, to divide your employees up and offer an ICRA to, in your example, all the outstate employees, and the group health plan to all the California employees we'd still have to look at section 125 and if the plan is self-insured 105 h to make sure that division didn't become discriminatory in favor of highly compensated employees so just because you can do it under the icra rules doesn't mean it's automatically okay if you set up a structure that's discriminating too much in favor of your highly comps
0: yeah that's an excellent point thank you for clarifying you've given us a lot of information about what ICHRA is. We wanna make sure that our brokers understand this new design. What are the top rules or regulations around it?
1: Sure, great, great question. Cause yeah, we could do an entire hour long seminar just on the rules and I won't put you through that, but let me think, I'll give you some of the important ones they need to think about. One is that you all know that individual plans are age rated. So the ICRA does allow employers to contribute different amounts by age so that an employer can account for that. Right? If you, if you only put a flat amount into an ICRA, then your older employees would have to pay a lot more for the individual coverage. So they did give us that flexibility. I can contribute more towards my older employees' coverage than, than younger. That, that, that is a, that's allowed. Um, their ICRAs can also be set up to reimburse more than just individual premiums you could set up to be like a regular hra where they also reimburse you know other 213d expenses or claims that aren't covered by the insurance so you could have either just the necro just do the premiums or you can have an equity to do both um, interestingly, the employee has to be covered by an individual plan to participate in an And that makes sense because the ACRA is really there to reimburse individual premiums mostly. Even if I can use it to reimburse other claims, its real purpose is to, in, is to reimburse individual premiums. So obviously I have to have an individual plan to get reimbursed for that. Um, and then important one, kind of the last important one I'll mention is it is Also possible to structure an ICRA for a large employer to meet the ACA employer mandate. So depending on how much money an employer puts into the ICRA or or reimburses, allows to reimburse through the ICRA, It can be seen as an affordable offer of coverage so that employer doesn't face any of those penalties under the employer mandate. Now it's kind of funky how how the rules work in terms of how to determine its affordability, but I just wanna let people know that it is possible and large employers are looking at this as potentially a way to offer benefits and still meet that employer mandate under the ACA.
0: All right, Bob, are you brave enough to make a prediction about how ICRAS might evolve or what employers might be the most interested?
1: Um, you made me do this in the last webinar we did together to try to predict the future, and I'm a little shy about doing that because this is being recorded, and you're going to be able to play this back on me if I'm completely wrong, but like, sure, I'll give, you, I'll, I'll, give it a, I'll give it a try. <laughs> okay. Um, we're already starting to talk to some employers that are looking into these, and there's a few different... Examples I can use of where employers are going to seriously consider this. Everybody talks about small employers. So will this be a way that a small employer, it's simpler for a small employer to offer benefits instead of worrying about group health insurance and all that kind of thing, they just set up this ICRA, they put a particular amount of money into it, and then they let their their employees go and buy their own individual health insurance. I I think there's going to be some traction with that. Um, We'll talk in a little bit about um, that really depends on what the individual health insurance market looks like where you are. But, but I think there will be some traction with small employers who don't like necessarily dealing with the issues of sponsoring group health plans and things like that. So I think there will be some serious... Thought given among very small employers to doing it this way instead of a group plan But a couple others that I think a lot of people aren't talking about is we're already seeing a trend of employers That have experience rated plans or self-insured plans Imagine if you're an employer that has an experience a large employer That has an experience rated plan with really high claims and high rates and so your your group rates are you know just through the roof well it might make sense for you to move all those employees to, because individual health insurance, as you all know, is community rated. So if you've got a group that's very, very expensive, very high rate, because it's got lots of high claims, it might make sense to group to move those employees into an ICRA and buying individual health insurance and potentially save a lot of money. We are seeing those conversations starting among large groups. Then there are other opportunities. For example, I told you about the different classes you could have. I think this is a great opportunity for employers that have a lot of part-time employees because they can't afford to have their part-time employees in a group health plan. Maybe you offer an ICHRA just to your part-time employees and put some money in this HRA that they can go out and buy individual health insurance. That would be an eligible class. So maybe there's going to be an opportunity to expand some people that have access to health insurance if an employer were to go down that path. So so those are three kind of areas that we're hearing discussions starting among employers. I'm sure there's going to be more, but those are three of the common ones we're hearing.
0: I'm going to put you on the spot. It's an election year, 2020. Oh, it is. Shake I didn't didn't ball. notice. I didn't know that was I didn't
1: know that was coming. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shake your magic ball and tell me where do you think it will stand if the Senate or the White House slip hands?
1: Yeah, so great question because a lot of people don't realize that Congress didn't pass anything to create the ICRAs. The ICRAs are a regulatory invention by the Trump administration, right? No new law was passed, they didn't change the tax law. The IRS and the Department of Labor got together and said, hey, we think the law allows these. So it's just a regulatory structure which means if, for example, a, de- a Democrat were to issue or were to win the White House, you have new leadership of all the regulatory agencies, it could be undone just by a regulatory action. So Congress doesn't need to do a thing for ICRAS to go away. So there is some talk about would a Democratic president not like this structure and undo them anything's possible, I guess what I would say is that's going to depend mostly on how these things evolve and the impact they have on the individual market. So there is a train of thought out there that the ICRAs are going to help the individual market because they're going to put more people into it. But there's another argument that I'm personally worried about that ICRAs are going to actually hurt the individual market because of what I said earlier. The people most likely to move their employees from a group health plan to an ICRA are the groups that have bad claims experience. So if we get too many of those groups moving their employees into ICRA's, it's going to hurt the individual market. So I think a lot's going to depend on how that plays out, how a democratic administration will look at it. If it's stabilizing the individual market and we're getting a broad mix of people in there, they'll be fine with it. If it's starting to hurt the individual market, you could see some pushback.
0: I just want to thank you for being a good sport. I feel like we ask you to make these predictions quite often on our episodes with you.
1: It will be fun a year from now to come back and listen to them and see how right or wrong I was. I mean, I, we'll, we'll, have, we'll, have to, we'll have to do that.
0: Well, I think that about wraps up the time that we have together. Thanks, Bob, for joining us. It's always great to talk with you.
1: Thank you for having me. And again, this is a great service you provide to your agents and brokers and clients that uh, getting this kind of information out to them. Thanks for having me be a small part of it.
0: And thanks, everyone, for listening. For more info on what we discussed today, check out our show notes. Make sure to join us next week. We're going to continue our look at ICRAs with PrimePay and discuss admin solutions. And if you have any questions, reach out to your sales team. And if you have topics you'd like us to tackle, by all means, shoot us an email at intel at Enjoy what you're hearing. Follow us on Spotify, subscribe on Apple, or find us on your favorite podcatcher.
1: my
0: comment <laughs> <laughs> don't include that in the podcast
1: I <laughs>